is Tall Can Audio. How's it going, everybody? Welcome inside an all-new episode of the Tall Can Audio podcast for your Monday. Matt Robinson over here, Rob Christie over there. What's going on? It's Monday, Monday. Gonna get down on Monday. There's just so much wrong with what just happened. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> I'm awesome, man. Okay. I'm awesome. Yep. We're in here having a couple pints. Yeah. It's good times, man. I, I'm awesome. I'm awesome. I, I miss my- <laughs> I, I can tell how much you enjoy saying that. Yeah. I'm, I'm awesome. awesome. Yeah, just ask me. Yeah. Don't ask anybody else. Mm-hmm. We're not looking for outside opinions. <laughs> Rarely are. Yeah. Um, I miss my Sundays when I'm not in here. Yeah. You were away last week. Yeah. But- I'm back, baby. <laughs> uh, admirably filled in for by uh, Vanessa Sanchez, Michaela Schreider. That was fun. Uh, it takes two. It does take two to do the uh, the job that Rob does every Monday. It takes two to make things go right. Yes. It takes two to make them out of sight. I've heard that somewhere before. Yeah, it's DJ. It's it's Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock. It takes two. It does. And the Jays were using it on double plays this year. <laughs> that's right. I like that shit. Okay, that's what I got, man. Yeah. I'm bringing it. Uh, coming up this week, can let everybody know that uh, towards the end of the week, the pigeon, Graham Creech, will be in here. The pigeon? <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, uh, that's what Bunda and I had taken to calling him after he had started to, to miss some of our UFC Shows that, okay. uh, that he used to, that pigeon, just bailing out. Now, we do, I suppose, have to allow for the fact that he has some kids and he's got a wife and, you know, a life, things to take care of. So Shit to do. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyway, pigeon. we're told he's coming in like, towards the end like of the nobody, week. Nobody plucks my pigeon. Like that guy, <laughs> it sounds like prison yard talk. I'm not entirely sure what's happening here. Creech? Well, we'll find out together uh, I would, <laughs> on Friday. I, I, I would take umbrage with that if I were you. Oh, I'm sure he does, uh, and and we'll uh, we'll put that to him at the time. But uh, why don't we get into the beer here? This one is. Why uh, don't you get into the beer? Well, I'm gonna. Okay, sorry, did I cut you off there? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> takes takes two people to the other side of the table to interrupt me as much as you do. Yeah, that's true. I get it. Um, was over at uh, Whippersnapper. Whipper on Saturday Snapper. night. They had a Simpsons trivia night, which was calling my name. I. Uh, our buddy Ian over there had invited me to one a month or so ago, a little less than a month, I guess. Uh, that was Halloween episodes of the, they, every year they have a, a Halloween special Treehouse of horrors, uh, wasn't able to, to make it to that. So the only thing that could kill the aliens is a board with a nail in it. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, went over on, uh, on Saturday with, uh, with our friend Michaela and, and Josh and, uh, Josh patiently sat there and watched us giggle like school children. And, uh, anyway, while I was there, we can get into what happened on Saturday night while I was there though, grabbed a couple of beers. This is one that he had brought in here for me to try before. I liked it a lot. Thought you might like it too, man. So grabbed a couple of those. This is the troublemaker dark IPA, Imperial dark IPA coming in at 10% to start the, uh, the podcast. Uh, I think this one's really good, man. Well, and Ian, so he said when he was in here, the same thing we've said. I listened to a bit of your show with him yeah. a week ago or so. A couple weeks now, yeah. And our, we, got, we both have beefs with the idea that if you're going to make it an Imperial, that doesn't mean you have to put it in the 355. Right. You don't got to go with the small can. Right. Let me 
be my own liquor control board. <laughs> and it was nice to hear the brewer or the owner, whatever, say the same thing. Hey man, put it in the regular can. Let me be. I'll dole it out as I see fit. hundred percent. I'll get as drunk as I want. And to his credit, that's what he's done. This, this is, is a big boy can. It's, it's the, it's the tall can. And this should be to the benefit of you, good listener, or I don't know. You'll let, not. you'll let us know here at the end. <laughs> yeah. If I'm feeling sweaty and <laughs> rambling, I really. You'll know it's a Sunday. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's Sunday afternoon. <laughs> yeah. It's really just the sweaty part. The rambling, totally normal. It happens <laughs> at the beginning of shows too. Okay. But right off the top. Do you get a little smoke from it? I get a little I, smoke I do from get a little smoke. It. I like and, that. And I don't get as much carbonation as hmm. right off the hop, right? In yep. terms of what you would expect from a, a black lager. Black IPA. Oh, black IPA. So that's. Okay. I would explain some of that. Yeah, for sure it would. <laughs> Listen, Rob. Not a strength. <laughs> Talking strong. So. Uh, Not so much. Simpsons trivia night, man. Shrides and I were big into this. We both fancy ourselves experts, right? We can speak almost entirely in in Simpsons quotes to each other and carry on a perfectly uh, enjoyable conversation. Yeah, you're going to say normal? That's not, <laughs> not normal, no. Yes, no. Uh, there was five teams over there, though. We came in third. Uh, five, you came third out of five? Yeah. That's Solid a, middle of the pack. Man. That's weak ass. Yeah. Meaty part of the curve, I think. Was Ian Mendez there? Ian Mendez was not there. We thought about maybe issuing that last minute invitation to him, but again, these people with their kids. And what their about Lloydie? Lloydie is also Lloydie's a, a big Simpsons guy. Yeah. Lloydie did get the invite. Lloydie turned us down. Also with kids. Yeah, and, I know. People got better shit to do with their Saturdays, apparently, than going. Okay. So, All right. But I will say this because it was a lot of fun. Um, they had a, a guy, I think this is what he does. I, it's not his full-time gig, but he... It wasn't Ian who was doing this. They bring in somebody to to be the quiz master. For sure. And he, of course, has been doing this a while. He's throwing in quotes while he's asking quite like things that everybody recognizes. And so in between a couple of the rounds, there was four rounds of 10 questions each. And in between rounds one and two and rounds three and four, he just put on an episode of The Simpsons while we were all sitting there. So you're not watching completely like like a movie you've never seen before. Everybody's still sort of talking to each other, but the show was on in the background and you, you, you would hear at every table what the moment when a big, you know, quote or a yeah. big moment, everybody saying it in unison. Nerdlings. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly a fair, I think that's a perfectly fair analysis of, of what happened over there, but yeah. it was so much because then you're laughing at each other, right? And yep. the fact that we're all doing this as much yeah. as you're laughing about the moment. It was yeah. it was pretty cool. And like there's different uh they they played uh you know, one episode that Simpsons fans will recognize where Bart shoplifts and gets caught. And so he races home because the security guard has called at, to leave a me- and, and left a message on the answering machine. And he goes home and replaces the tape so that his parents don't know that he got caught shoplifting. Tape in an answering machine. Yeah, unbelievable, eh? And uh the, the, they sing this, it's just a music tape that he puts in there and it's calling you from Camp Granada and what, Homer's, Marge or Bart or Lisa at Camp Granada. But when that tape is playing, everyone in the pub is singing along to. Hello, Marge. Right. Hello, Potter. <laughs> yeah. So just, there's absolutely a nerdy quality to it, yeah, but yeah. it was so much fun, man. Like everybody had a blast. Ian did a great job putting the thing on. Uh, came over and sat down and talked to us there for a little while. The the quiz master did an awesome job. And then you you handed your sheets around and and kind of marked Somebody each other. else marked them? Right. And okay. uh, 
So even if you knew you were getting a question wrong, because some of them are incredibly hard, um, you'd write something that you thought the people marking it would still find funny. Or yes. <laughs> so it was a good time, man. Um, and it's funny because I remember back my first go at college down at Fanshawe, London. We used to sometimes you got to build up a run at it. Yeah, right? this, like, is, yeah. this is not for me. Mm. It's kind of like marriages. Sure. <laughs> This is not for me. <laughs> this is. And somebody said, yeah, it's like pancakes. You got to throw the first one out. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, Tuesdays, Don Cherry's in downtown London. Right. Trivia night. Yeah. Right? You'd show up and, and they would have. Don- Easy. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Banging into shit. Um, and you'd have trivia and, and the winners would get jugs of beer. Yeah. Okay. And so hockey trivia, cool. Yep. Simpsons trivia, nerdling. Sure. It just all depends. As we were talking in the green room, right? It's it's what's your thing, man? Hundred percent. You're uh, a sports nerd. Yep. You're a sports nerd, man. That's just how it is. I, hey, don't limit me. I can be nerd you, on you, a lot of topics. Yeah, you are one of <laughs> I'm those full volume nerd. How about this? You're one of those Dungeons and Dragons dice that see that, that come with multiple sides. Have you ever played even a game? I have. I have never played a game of Dungeons and Dragons, but it's one of those things that has this whole world, right? This whole community uh, of people who, who live by. So like you said, it's whatever your thing is, right? I stopped playing when I stopped watching wrestling though. CM Punk returned on Saturday <laughs> night. <laughs> hey, Survivor about, Series. He's back, man. I assume. That, how I, about that swerve in, in Cowboy match last week? I'm, I'm amazed you just threw down those references. <laughs> Apparently a big match. I didn't see it. But. I didn't see it either. But, but uh, I did throw out all our topics knowing you'd probably want to do 90 minutes on CM Punk. Hell freezing over returning to WWE after uh, I was gonna ask nine where, years. I was going to ask where he's wrestling now. Where is he wrestling? He just returned to WWE on Saturday okay. night right. at Survivor Series in Chicago, his hometown, where he always gets a, a big pop. The very end of the show, you think it's over, the credits come up, which was a nice touch in terms of making people think, oh, I guess it's not going to happen, right? And then his music hits, the crowd goes crazy, and out he comes. No promo or anything, just, hey, I'm back, and now everyone will watch, uh, everyone, Rob, will watch Raw on Monday to see what he has to say. You know who won't watch Raw on Monday? Mm. Oh, that'd be me. <laughs> right here. Don't worry, I'll let you know next week on Big the podcast. Big Papa Pump right here. <laughs> Holla if you hear me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to come up with one of those mesh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> for sure, man. Next Sunday. And you bang. can recite Scott Steiner math yeah, for us. Exactly. I know you've seen that video we're gonna, too. We're going to put the arms up. My buddy was big. Calls him his peaks. Oh, he my was, freaks and my peaks. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was big. He was a big man. So, uh, yeah, good times, man. All big right. night. Uh, Matt is out on the town. Yes. Doing it up big. Yeah, he texted me and said, hey, I'm not going to watch headlines. Yeah. You better check it out. Right. I'm like, yeah, well, I checked it out. <laughs> I didn't miss much. You didn't miss much. And this is, this is Matt branching out. Matt going out on the town, leaves his home where he would have been drinking beer and watching The Simpsons to go drink beer and talk about The Simpsons. This is a big mill In move. a brewery. Right. But you know what? Stay on brand, man. Yep. Stay on, do the things you like. It's true. How's the uh, troublemaker treating you there off the hop? Very nice. Yeah. And you know what? I'm still not getting that sort of carbonation or, or the bitter for, for a black IPA, right? And I wonder what- It makes... isn't particularly bitter, no. Right. And so- I wonder if part of that maybe is cranking up on the, the ABV- yeah, and I think that always happens, yeah. right? In in any time with the Imperials, you get a little higher, you lose a little bit of the, the sort of the bitterness, and and I wonder if it's if it's as simple on the black, if it's 
if it's the addition of more roasted malt. Like, I, I wonder if that's what gives you the black IPA. I find what's coming through here, and I know it's not meant to be like the chief flavor, but I, I believe the hop that they're using is called a black cherry hop. Okay. And that's where, or a smoked cherry hop, excuse me. So I'm getting, again, you wouldn't call it like overpowering smoked flavor, but there is some smoke to it, which I like a lot. It's right at the back of your mouth. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I like I totally, that. I totally get that. And if it's black cherry, I'm, I'm not sure that's a flavor profile. No, I fucked at, up. It's at, smoked cherry. It's Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it, it's, it's, um, it's, it, it's, it's kind of dangerous to be honest with you. The, the, Cause it drinks like a beer. It doesn't, I'm not getting, <laughs> it's not boozy at right. all, at all, at all. Like, no. I bet you I am already 40% through that. Can. Same. Yeah. So. And we haven't even got into topic one yet. So. What are you talking about? CM Punk and oh. Simpsons trivia. And Sorry. I was the whole time I've been tapping my wrist. You're like. <laughs> Rob's been playing candy crush what, what, what over there we, on what his are phone. We, what are we doing here? <laughs> when do we get, just let me know. Now. Although I do appreciate the, it takes two people to interrupt me as much as you do. <laughs> <laughs> on brand. Yeah. Um, speaking of on brand, Columbus Blue Jackets, not off to a very good start this year. I, I, I did just say uh, in the green room before we fired this up, they've won two in a row since I initially put this on the topic list. So maybe it's cooled things down a little. But they're having some issues. The Mike Babcock thing apparently was not their only problem. They had tried and and moved Patrick Laine to center. That did not solve whatever his problem seemed to be. He's back out on the wing after after a healthy scratch. Uh, Goudreau has been sat down. Severson was sat down before he got injured. Um, they sent Kent Johnston. Johnson or Johnston? I think it's Kent Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. They sent him down. And I thought initially, maybe partly that was to get him out of this shitty situation, but they've kept David Juracek. They've kept Adam Fentilli, right? Sometimes if you know your team's brutal and it's a bad locker room, you keep your rookies away and your young guys. I guess that's not what this is, but he's clearly, he's been lighting up the AHL. Well, the AHL team has been killing him. My dad went to see them play in... uh, Bell Vegas? In Bell Vegas, and they were dummied on the Friday night. So it was, uh, whatever, whatever's happening, I can't remember where, what their AHL... The Monsters. The, the Lake Monsters, Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they got it going on. So he's doing all right down there, but nobody else is doing all right in Columbus. And I don't know that we need to spend a whole, like leading off the podcast with the Columbus Blue Jackets is risky. Blue <laughs> Jackets going to Blue Jacket. <laughs> but it, it is noteworthy that they went out and they, so they brought in Babcock, as you said, they brought Provorov in, they brought Severson in, right? They had. I can't believe Provorov didn't turn the locker room around. Well, and you look at what's happening in Philadelphia. Yeah. And you go, that yeah. team was supposed to be absolute dog shit. Yep. And they flip out this sort of, for sure, a, a top three defenseman. Yep. In Provorov. And I'm not going to put all this on Provorov. No. But you can't help but go, the teeter-totter certainly went <laughs> up on the one end that he left. And it certainly, well, hasn't gotten lower than it was last year because Columbus was also... Yeah, not great. Kind of uh, smelling like the spring. <laughs> it's just one of those teams that at some point, how it's market you rip on, but it's not the fans anymore. This thing has stunk since day one with a brief hiatus here and there, right? I remember Rick Nash, his first playoff series where they got yeah. swept by the Penguins, I believe it was. And, and then they go out and in, was it the 2019 season where they beat the the Lightning? Yeah. 
Um, or 2018. No, 2019, because I think 2020 was the bubble season when they beat Toronto. Was that yep, right? Yep. So I, I believe it was 20. Uh, it doesn't really matter. They had that big win over Tampa Bay in the first round. Yeah, I want to、um, say 2019. And so at that point, I remember so many people going, finally, this franchise is turning a corner. But Panarin left. You only brought in Duchesne, and I believe it was Dezingle. To leave. <laughs> like they were going to go. Bobrovsky was leaving. Like, well, so this they, was a great playoff series win for Bobrovsky you. Bobrovsky and Panarin. I just said that. We're leaving, but you had also brought in Duchesne Duz- Duz- at the、Duz- dead lane. Yeah. yeah. And so you kind of have this situation where, great, that's an impressive win, but half the guys that got it done for you are out the door. You're not building on this, although you will beat Toronto in a few months. That's going to be fun for you, I'm sure. And it- the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> But I just, at some point, I don't understand how Yarmo Kekalainen still has a job. At some point, you have to make a change. He has tried all kinds of different moves. He's gone all in at different times. He's tried different big name coaches that have blown up in his face. Ken Hitchcock was slightly more successful than Mike Babcock, but、What? not much. Like, at some point, Yarmo. The one at the top of the mountain is the problem, isn't he? Yeah. Well, and, and, and John Davidson. Yeah. We're not going to make a panic move. It wouldn't be a panic move. It's been 20 years of this shit. Yeah. And it's, it's funny because I was just thinking the other day, I was in the gym, and, and for those about to rock came on. As it does, yeah. And it made me. We salute me, you. Yeah. And it made me think of the time Columbus in the bubble beat Toronto.、Mm-hmm. And I'm like, come on, Matt. We got to lead the show off. With, for those about to rock, right? You gotta, <laughs> you have to lead the show off the with that. The cannon and the, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And so that's what they like to play. Matt said no. Matt's, Matt was working through some things. <laughs> yeah. So it's clear how much, how much sway Rob has in the show. Zero, in、yeah. case you were wondering, doing the math in your head. <laughs>、um, and it, it comes down to, yeah, do you like that he has tried things? And, and he's had some situations that the, the, what is it now? The PLD. He likes to go with PL. Yes. Pierre Luc Dubois. PL Dubois. I guess Pierre Luc in、like、LA. JF, like JF. Instead of Jean Francois, I'm going to go with JF, blankety blank. And you're like, <laughs> I got to go with PL. PL Dubois, please. No. No. <laughs> no. That sounds like there's grapefruit and spritzer in that. That's. Remember how ballsy. Now. Ballsy? Hindsight being what it is, he turned out to be more correct than not to take Dubois over Pouliarvi. Yeah, well, when, the, when they took some, the, the Canadian over the, over the fin. Yeah. And all year long, everybody thought top three Matthews, Line, Pouliarvi. That was going to be. And so the fact that the fin manager went out and overlooked, again, Dubois has obviously turned out better than Pouliarvi. But he still bailed on your franchise a couple years later. And then bailed on the franchise he went franchise. to. And,、yeah. and, and is, is, is successful where he is right、yeah. now. Like he is. Well, he's a good player. He's a very good player. Yeah. And I think if he can be in a spot where we'll see what happens when Kopitar leaves,、yeah. is done, and you have. Deneau and Dubois. Yeah. Well, and Deneau just keeps getting older. And, and I think. We all du- do. Yeah. Dubois <laughs> is in a spot where. Yeah, but you keep, just keep mashing the buttons over there as old as you get, right? No one's asking you to shadow Austin Matthews. Thank or, God for that. Right. It's, now, you cast a, quite a shadow,、mm-hmm. but it's.、Uh, <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> Only due to the <laughs> magnitude of your personality. You got a dumb face, and I don't like you. 
It's not true, man. <laughs> okay. Your face, is, your face is very welcoming. Oh, then I should have. Get the fuck out, bitch. Yep. That would have been better. That would have been better. All right. <laughs> Um, Mashing buttons, that's yeah, all I'm good for. You're going to be, no, you're going to be fine in your advanced age is really all Just I'm saying. sitting in this chair. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Just doing your thing. Yep. Whereas, yeah, if we're asking Philip you to. Philip know. Yeah. So we'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens when Dubois isn't, he's, he's the guy. Right. I, I don't think he's capable of that. I agree with you. And now I'm going to pull you back to Columbus and. Oh, is that what we're talking about? <laughs> I'm just, I, I, at some point, this franchise is an embarrassment. This is one of those points. It's been a very long time since they've had any consistent success, if they ever have. And at this point, I guess my concern would just be that they, they don't appear to want to do anything about it. The, the Mike Babcock thing, I've seen people online say, well, that blew up in Yarmo's face. That's his making. He brought that guy in yep. here knowing he was radioactive. Yeah. It was a chance. Yeah, it was a risk and he lost. Yep. Well, that's happened to him a fair bit. All those we we complimented him at the time for going all in on that deadline where they even did go in, get. Even in hindsight, I still Cuz in theory that market needed it, right? That market needed yep. some success, but there was no chance of following up on it. CBJ CBJ, like it was big, man. The fans were pumped. They were, they were, they were involved in it. And if you were to, at the trade deadline on a playoff team, bail on Bobrovsky, bail on Panarin Mm -hmm. and save those picks, save those picks and do what, I I don't know what that turns into, but you're in a spot where you've never won a playoff game. Yep. Right. And you're asking this fan base now to go. Yeah, well, we had that shit expansion team. At the time, it was the right move, I think, to go all in. But they haven't been able to follow up on it. And that owner is sitting there. If he, He's not fired. McDonald? McConnell, McConnell, I believe is his name. Okay, yeah. And if he's not going to fire him after the Babcock thing, and John Davidson is sitting there as president telling everybody, there's no need to panic, like everybody just settled down. You don't get to say that to people who've, the, there are fans in that market. Like they do okay attendance wise. Yeah. And for 20 years, you've given me nothing at some point, man, they have to make a change. This has been shit for too long. And at some point the leadership has to be, and at some point I'm going to stop using the phrase at some point at nauseum here on this podcast. Let's do it, man. Yeah. That's the title of the show. <laughs> at some point. <laughs> at some point. Um. Okay. So. The Babcock issue. So what do you have in terms of where Yarmo, what would you have done better? I would not have hired Mike Babcock. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got that. I, I got that. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think at this What's point? What's the ledger? What's the Pierre Dorian ledger? What do you think right now? And this is sort of to answer your question. Like, is this what Johnny Goudreau was looking for? Do you think he went in there thinking, I can help build this thing? Or was it clearly, I'm not staying in Calgary. I'd like to be close to home, which Columbus, Ohio, not that close to New Jersey, Jersey, but closer, I understand. And this is just where I'm going to go and and make my money and ride out the rest of my days. Could his wife get a job in the children's hospital there? (laughs) Is that what we're talking about? I, I like to think that he looked at that, that Johnny Goudreau had options, not just Columbus. Yeah. And New Jersey was there. They were sort of on the upswing. They had cap space. There was, there was space available. Philadelphia. Yeah. 
because New Jersey hadn't yet done the Timo Meyer thing. Correct. So they had room. And and so you are looking at this idea that I feel like Goudreau, A, wanted out of Calgary. Yeah. But that he looked at Columbus as an ascending team. I guess so. Like, That's I don't think you're a terrible just, bet. Yeah. For hindsight sure. being what it is. But if it's money and he got... Because they got, didn't even have Fantilli yet. Like they got Fantilli out of a team that he contributed to last year being awful. Right. They had Johnson. Yep. They had things... Cole Sillinger. They had things coming. You're a check. Uh, yes, they would have had... David, you're a check. Yeah, yep, only for, sure. for a week yep. or two with that yeah. point or whatever. But. but all I'm saying is I think he thought that this was a spot. Like everyone expected Columbus last year, health if they were... If Wierenski wasn't hurt for the yep. most of the season, like they had health issues last year, yep. that there was no way that team was going to be a bottom four team. Right. That was not, so. I think Goudreau thought, I have a chance to get on. I'm back in the states. I'm not in Canada anymore. I have a chance to be zone, exactly, and I'm closer to home, and I can be. I can help this team. Ah. Now he's being. Benched in the third period, and yeah, well, because because Flame fans, Flames fans, <laughs> are looking at this and saying, yeah, we've seen this from a couple of years ago, right? Like, yep. b- before Suter came back into Calgary, and you're like, Goudreau looked pretty complacent, mm-hmm. right? And then they're like, okay, they brought in Suter, and now it's going to be really fucked because Goudreau's never Goudreau was not a Suter type player. Sutter, go, yeah, Sutter. Sorry, man. Yeah. Well, yep. And, I let it slide the first time. Yeah. Had, uh, and you go, that is now, and he only put up 100 points, mm. right, in that season. And so you're like, Psh. it's It's, what do you do? He now, I, I look at it and go, you're riding the wave of Gaudreau, and what does he bring in terms of, as a smallish? I'm starting to honestly think, man, he's not bringing anything. Just because. He's bringing a big, fat, you know, yeah, cap hit. I think he rolled in there thinking. Maybe this will work. Like maybe they are on the upswing and I can be a part of that. But even if not, I can ride out the rest of my days here. Pretty comfortable. As you said, had looked complacent multiple times for long stretches in Calgary. Nobody's going to bug me about it here, right? Like it's a quiet market. There's no expectations here. It's a college town. Yeah, we can all have a great time and and I'll, I'll just sort of. Would and there know? are guys who like that, that don't like the spotlight, right? They, they want the quiet. And I'm not saying he showed up and consciously said, I'm going to show up here and just shit the bed. I'm not going to try at all, but I will show up here and winning is obviously not the most important thing to me. I want to make a good living. I want to live a comfortable life. And if I can play on this quiet team, then. And Columbus, Columbus, by all accounts, anybody who's played there. Apparently the city's really nice. Really nice. Yeah. And so it is, it is a, it's got a high quality of living. Yep. And so, yeah, I don't know, but I, I think. At su- at some point, <laughs> the GM has to pay the price. Yeah, I'm just not sure. There's a pile of things. I uh, again, I think Yarmo. Like, let's just look at the big, those big, high, the splashy, high profile moves. The trading for Line A. Yep. Who only scored 90 goals? I think in his first two NHL seasons. It's pretty good, eh? And you go. There's something there, man, for that guy. And I have this malcontent in, in PL Dubois. Like I find. I, 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 you love that, eh? I, well, I find, it, Dubois. I find it hard to take myself serious when I say it. <laughs> but it, it is a problem, right? When you go, all right, I can take that guy over there. A number two for a number two or three. Yeah, Dubois yeah. was a three. Um, and I'll try that. 
the the liney thing has just he's, same draft right he, two for four or two for three he's never he's never eclipsed thirty goals no. I think since since leaving and now thirty goals sure it's not nothing but it's not what we thought this guy was going to be it's it's not when I said you should take liney <laughs> over Matthews no. That has not aged particularly well. That's okay. That's why we bring it up now. None of us do. <laughs> it was in the early days of the podcast That's right. when nobody Most was listening. Most of you were here, weren't here. So. <laughs> I'm going with the goal scoring winger. Yeah. Oh, wait. Last Over uh, on Friday, Ryan Reeves pulled into a, a tie with Uri Slivkovsky in goals this year. So that's going really good. With uh, one? The goal scoring wingers. Yep. Um, we're going to get to the Sens here in a minute. Which we're going to still outscores JG Pajot, I believe, who's got zero goals for the Islanders and making five schmel. Didn't need it Friday. Right. Oof, no, when you're giving, giving it up, giving, giving it, up, it up, giving it up. We'll get to the Sens here in a second. I, I wonder, I know I put this on the list, so maybe you went and found it already. Have you seen the Greg Popovich clip from last week? No, you told me you were going to throw the audio. I in have here, the so. audio here. I just wondered if you had seen it yet. Nope. And, and so this but is. But Pops is, is, is want to speak his. Yeah, on a regular basis. Yeah, uh, this is from last week. It's the LA Clippers in San Antonio. That has, of course, Kawhi Leonard, who had a fairly controversial divorce with the Spurs that turned out pretty well for the Raptors up here. Boardman uh, gets paid. He got paid, and um, so like many stars who roll back into their former market, especially if it's ended in a way that they feel justly or unjustly, and in this case, I'm jilted. Yeah. They're, they're booing Kawhi every time he rolls back it. And Kawhi is not what Kawhi <laughs> once was at this point. Um, but as he's playing through, uh, through this game in San Antonio, he's getting booed like he often does uh, every time he touches the ball. So the audio I'm about to play, he's gone to the free throw line and uh, the crowd's having a free shot at him. He's the only one standing out there doing anything. So here's, how, uh, here's what happened. 80% from the line in the season. Kawhi with eight points tonight, three of five from the floor. It is only three. Excuse me for a second. Pops on the mic. Stop all the booing. Let these guys play. It's not all last. It's not who we are. Knock off the booing. Pop telling the fans to lay off Kawhi Leonard, but that's not San Antonio. Well, I don't believe I've ever seen that. So that is head coach of the San Antonio Spurs, Greg Popovich, grabbing a live mic uh, and telling the fans, hey, stop booing. That's not who we are. It is who you are, uh, like so many markets. Um, Have you ever seen anything quite that? Look, you and I have debated a bunch of times, whether it's right to boo these guys. You know, this is a whole other level. This is a head coach during a game telling the fan and that was never going to go well if you're a sports fan and someone tells you to stop booing or you in particular are you not going to boo louder <laughs> like uh, yeah it's it to me it is and and you're not even booing the home team no you're booing you're booing uh, well this has been my issue before like there's a lot of people who get all high and mighty about you can't boo the home team. You're supposed to support them. I paid my money. If I want to boo the home team, that's what I'm going to do. I've paid big money. Right. And so we here. talked about this a few weeks ago when Debrinkit came back to Ottawa. This is a guy who left Ottawa for family reasons, didn't want to be here long term. I certainly understand why fans would be upset about it. But, you know, whether you needed to boo or not, I, I thought it was a little over the top. You didn't. 
you said uh, you probably wouldn't do it again. Were you in that situation? Like I've I've had my piece, right? I've said it once. I've done it once. Like booed to bring it, or you? Don't, yeah, yeah. No, it's, uh, you me, do it on the first game, and then you kind of get over it because this isn't one of those ones, the Debrinket one. Yeah, he there's not he's not a heritage player, right? He's not a yeah. He was here for a year. A year get out of here in and gone, and and I as didn't I, have time to get too. Exactly. Attached or, and again, the guy hadn't even played a game. He's like, yeah, they got a lot of shooters here. We'll see what happens in terms of re-signing. Like that's, he hasn't played a game here and he's already saying that. So yeah, yeah, the writing was on the wall. So, so fans boo, but I, and I don't really have an issue with booing the road team at all, but Greg Popovich had an issue with, uh, and, and, and Popovich is, yeah, he is a hall of famer. Yep. He's a legend. It's maybe a little past his prime. Yeah. Well, because, you know, you look at that, that, you know, David Robinson, Tim Duncan, <laughs> like you just start to roll through the guys who played there. Yeah. Small Argentinian guy. Name escapes me. Um, not, not Manu. Ginobili? Maybe. Maybe. Um, but. Big German guy. They had. Disco Dirk. He was a maverick, I think. It's a good point by you. Uh, <laughs> NBA experts. <laughs> um, just it's important detail. You know, it's one of those things where you go, show me a good coach. I'll show you a coach with a good goaltender sure. or, or whatever it is in hockey. Right. And you go, I've had a great roster. And and they were a small ish market, San Antonio. Yeah. That had a good coach and, and was blessed with some good players. But I think he was respected above that, right? Like, well, he, and he was also—he's a guy who says it like he, f- yes, feels. he has said uh, on, on a bunch of important issues. He has not been afraid to stand up and say the unpopular thing and take the blowback that comes with it. Yeah, this to me came off so condescending, so arrogant that you think you're going to get twenty thousand people to to settle down and stop booing. Yeah, uh, it ain't happening. It's not. It's not. And it's not I've your never spot. seen a head. And like that woman said at the very end of the clip, I don't believe I've ever seen that. Before. Well, to grab a live mic <laughs> right. in game, it's not like in a post game presser where he says, I think it's Bush. Would you like to hear what he said about it at his post game presser? 100%. Well, I think anybody that knows anything about sports, you don't poke the bear. You told the fans that it was... I just, I just told you why I did it. What, can you clarify that, though? What, um, I, 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 I spoke English. I just told you. <laughs> Anybody that knows anything about sports knows you don't poke the bear. That's my answer. Pop just one more on the... Uh, what you said to the fans. Was that something? That's all, that's, all I, that's all I need to say. I don't know how you want me to... You want me to make up a different answer? No, I'm asking. I gave you the answer. I gave the answer. There's no other questions that need to be asked. You didn't want Kawhi anybody else? To have a, you didn't. You didn't want Kawhi to be motivated by the booing. Is that what you mean? You know exactly what I mean. You don't Sorry. poke the bear. Terrible. Now he also had a sweet nose whistle going there. I wasn't sure if it was me. I'm like, is that me? <laughs> I better get off the mic. <laughs> I, I, I was leaning back. I'm like, is that me whistling like no, that? No, that's him. Okay, had a sweet man. nose whistle going with that open mic. Oh, man. Um, that's a terrible excuse. You don't poke the bear. Yeah. Um, there is some logic to that. In some air, like that doesn't work here, but there are times like we've always heard. Like Mark Messier was one of those guys. If he doesn't have it tonight, don't touch him. Don't hit him. Don't. 
Milan Lucic in his prime. Right. Just let him skate up and down the wing and not really be involved. Yeah. Don't get him fired up about it. So I understand the logic. That's not why he... <laughs> Yeah. That's not what this was about. He and Kawhi at one point were very tight. Like to say, I respect Kawhi too much. Like there was never going to be a good reason to say, hey, this is why I did this ridiculous thing. But to me, you picked the worst possible answer. Yeah. You, and you've, you've overstepped. You don't like it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know what? You're being very well compensated to coach this team. Mm-hmm. You're not paying tickets to see this shit every night <laughs> and whatever else happens, man, I want to have my say. And if it's, if it's in reasonable taste, yeah, you know what I mean? Let it go. When I think right now, uh, as you and I <laughs> sit here, San Antonio only has three wins on the season. So there might be Some outside frustrations? frustrations that are boiling over here. I just can't imagine the arrogance that it would take to go, you know what? I'm Greg fucking Popovich. If I tell these people to settle down, they're going to listen to me. I'm going to get on this microphone and say, hey, don't boo Kawhi. We're better than that. Because you're not better than that. (laughs) Clearly, this is what sports fans do. So I I don't know, man. If I got to come down in the rumpus room (laughs) and start speaking to you children, (laughs) I will not accept this. This is not how we behave. rumpus room. Yeah, no, it's it's one of those. Yeah. That's where I keep my slacks. Right. My dungarees. Your Chesterfield. Yes. Um, I'm not Next sure. to the credenza. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, or an ottoman uh, or yeah. a hossack. Sure. A hossack. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's, um, it's a cushioned sort of footstool-ish. All right. Um, yeah. Are you from San Antonio, First Pops? I'm not sure you are. No. And I know you've lived there a long time and had some success. Yeah. And as I said, it's the, it's the little market that punched above its weight. For sure. But come on, man. I think you've overstepped. You're, don't, don't take yourself into the Bill Belichick sort mm. of lane where you, you decide, decide that you don't have to answer this question. You don't need to. Hey, man, engage with the, engage with the press. These, this is the fans. You've already condescended to the fans. And you can condescend to them, as you pointed out, in the press conference. Yeah. Like, you don't have... Who does this? Like, who... I see a microphone over there. I'm going to tell you people <laughs> to settle down. You don't know. And again, if I'm a, if I'm a Spurs fan, I'm sure I got a pile of time for Greg Popovich. Sure. And so I, I will. Re, I will. And re- I don't like Kawhi Leonard. Everything yeah. about this is just sports 101. Yeah. Right? When, like, when, when he talks about don't poke the bear, that's stupid. You're like, yeah. And this isn't this isn't 20. 19. Kawhi. Kawhi. No, it's not. And so that bear's you, been poked and knocked over. It's yeah. <laughs> well, this is it. And you're like, that is now a... It's just know, a guy. It's just a guy. And so it's it's just... It's it's ridiculous. And again, it's not even the home, the home team. No. Like, I get it if... See, you're surprising me with your take on this a little bit, that it would be more normal to boo the home team than the returning villain. Like the... Well, that you're going to get on the microphone. Oh, stop booing us is yeah. what you're saying. Like I'm saying, if, if you're going to get on, you're and booing go, my player. Stop booing this your is whole. It. Okay, I see. Yeah, as opposed to going, hey, stop booing that guy who yeah. abandoned you. This or, or just the guy <laughs> in the you, guy or... in the other jersey. <laughs> right. Don't boo that guy. You're like, yeah, this is the home fan who is saying, no matter what. I think, I think Greg Popovich might 
boo his own team right now. Okay, hey, <laughs> this is it. If you want to get on and join the crowd, yeah. boo. Like, it's fine, man. If you want to boo the home team, I'm saying you got to let the home team Home boo fans, the, boo the opposition. Boo the opposition, yeah. man. That guy's coming into our barn. We're right. going gonna to give him the business. Right. I don't have any time for that. I get, I get it if Popovich was saying, and I can't name you one spur right at this moment. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, our guy is struggling. Get off his back, right? This is we, it. We I'm need. Gonna, I'm going to take the heat off my guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before we get into the sends, I just quickly because my beer is getting really light too. So we'll 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 hit this topic. We've hit it before. I don't know how much you have on it, but over the weekend, uh, I believe it was Friday. Mark Andre Fleury wanted to wear a mask he'd had specially designed. It was Native American Heritage Night for the Minnesota Wild. It's funny to me that these teams, as they should, don't get me wrong, are still having these nights but aren't allowed to do anything <laughs> as far as the players are concerned. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury has a mask designed. His wife, apparently, is Canadian Indigenous. That makes it sound like she's Indigenous to Canada. <laughs> she is. <laughs> yes. Um, an, an Indigenous Canadian. Yes. Okay. And so part of this is to support her. Uh, he had worn one of these once before when he was a member of the Blackhawks. And uh, this was before we had banned pride tape and Military rainbow jerseys and, yeah, and all the, of it. And the cancers. Honest ribbon. to God. So he has this made. And uh, Mike Russo from The Athletic, who's covered the wild forever, he tweets out on Friday that uh, Marc-Andre Fleury, I believe the word that, that Mike used was, is bummed that the league is not going to allow him to wear this even in warm-up, which is all he had planned to do. So wear it in warm-up and no different than the different jerseys you and I just referenced. Um, often it's just in warm-up and then you carry on with, with the game. Uh, it comes out that it was the team who had asked him not to wear it because the league had told them twice, no, like you have to seek approval before you wear these things onto the ice. They had said no to the team twice and so the team turned around and said, uh, yeah, no, don't wear it. So he was annoyed about that and he was upset about that. And so he wore it during warm up anyway. And, uh, which we've talked about with Travis Dermott and, uh, you know, just go ahead because these are the sorts of things the league is obviously going to cave on. So sure enough, about three quarters of the way through the first period on Friday, Mike Russo tweets out again. Uh, I'm told that, uh, neither the team nor the player are going to be fined for this particular infraction. And you just get to a point, man, where this, these rules that you've tried to implement to protect whatever it is, 10, 15% of your labor force from having to have their views be uncut. Like who was this offending? Like the, the pride thing is very hot button. We've made it very clear where you and I stand on this podcast before, but there is a vocal group out there that is very opposed to any sort of pride night, anything like looking at you, kid rock. Is there anyone offended that this guy wants to wear a mask that's just kind of flowery like it's just have you seen the mask no i have he was not. gonna it's just kind of got these like i don't even know what you'd call it first of all it had his kid's name on the back and a quote that his dad used to give to him and then it's kind of these this flowery design like there's nothing offensive about it this is native american heritage night for the minnesota wild and his wife happens to be native i'm gonna wear this mask. nope Nope, can't. So good on him for doing it. But how do you continue to take this league seriously if you're someone who wants to support any of these causes now, right? Like, 
they're going to tell you not to do it, you're going to do it, and no one's going to get fined. I, at is, some point, you're a joke. This is the league I at love. At some point. This is the league I, I yeah. watch the most. This is the sport I love. Anyway. And I care the most about. <laughs> yeah. And. It's an embarrassment. It's, it's like, I'm going to take my teeth out and put them in the jar <laughs> beside the bed at night. <laughs> Paula Dent commercial. <laughs> like, I, I, it is, it is so ridiculous. And, and again, we've talked about it on this show where you go, yeah, that Robert E. Lee public school that is now going to become district school number 72. <laughs> I get it, right? If, if, if for whatever reason, Robert E. Lee mm-hmm. offends you or this is, you know, Oswald Mosley public school. Any Oswald Mosley fans out there? No. <laughs> Crickets. Yeah. Okay. How about uh, Adolf Hitler public school? Not ideal. Right. So I get you want to change those and go towards something else. Um, or not, apparently. Yeah. No, well, and, 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 and the thing is, you just sort of go, I, I, it, it's so ridiculous that you just go, yeah, okay, man. It's, 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 it's Native American night. It's First Nations night. Yeah. It's whatever the title is. And you go, yeah, this guy's wife. And I've done this in consultation with her, with her tribe. Yeah. And I've done this with, with. It's unlikely I'm about to offend the Six Nations community here, or the Ex- First Nations yeah, community. Exactly. Here. And you go, this is what I want to do. This is what I've talked to elders in that community. And this is what would speak mostly to that. I am paying honor to this on a First Nations night. And I, I, I look at it and go, so it was okay when he did it with the Blackhawks before. It wouldn't be now if he was still with them. While you skate around with that logo on your chest. Black Hawk. <laughs> Are you serious? We can't. What, how many How many Bible verses are on the backs of goalie helmets? How many crosses are on the backs of different goalie helmets? We talked about Logan Thompson wanting to have a cancer ribbon painted on his mask nope. for one. Can't nope. do it. I'm pro-cancer. Are you? <laughs> I just... Look, I don't have a whole lot new to say. Like, you and I are both, at this point, just sort of spinning our wheels. But this was worth pointing out again that here's another one. Wasn't going to hurt anybody. This was just supporting the cause that the team was supporting. Supporting somebody in his family. His wife. That's probably fairly important to him, one would think. His kids. Can't do it. Can't do it. You cannot wear it. And they did it anyway. And maybe that's as much of the story as anything else. Is another guy who just said, screw off, I'm doing it anyway. And this is a and new... And didn't get punished. This is a new guideline, right? Though they put in... Yeah. As, just this as, year. As you've suggested. Yes. And so it, it comes down to they want to go to a a system where... Yeah, we're just going to focus on hockey. We're not going to have any more mm-hmm. inclusivity nights, whether your inclusivity due to your LGBTQ+. Plus, right. Uh, First Nations, uh, whatever it is. No theme nights. Right. Bam. Guess what? It's Tuesday in February. It's fucking hockey night. That's it. And if that's what you want to do, then you got to make that the case. Yeah, you mean eliminate these nights across the board completely? Across the board. Like, and and, as I said. But do you know what I mean? Of course. They want this as bland as possible. Because this is where it jumps up and you go. Yeah, right, Minnesota, you want to do your um, Native American, if that's what they were calling that it. That is what they were calling it. Yeah. And you go, if that's what you want to do, you guys go ahead and do it. 
But you guys can't do any kind of theme. Can't involve jersey, the players. Helmet, yeah. nothing. You can go, sell jerseys, but we're not. You can't have the players wear them. And again, that's half the value. Well, and because the problem, and that was the other thing. Sorry, just to add the context, he was planning to raffle that. Me. Yes, I know. Um, at some point, I have to get myself back in here. So the thing was, this was going to be raffled off after he used it during warm up and sold for different charities, right? And it's worth way less if he never used it, if it was never seen on TV, if he never wore it. And of course, uh, after he did go ahead and use it, it blew through the roof in terms of, cause there's enough people a who yeah. want a Mark Andre flurry mask, but now it's a thing you've drawn all this attention to it. Um, people well, want the mask that was this controversial thing in the NHL. And so that all panned out really what went, ended up being by far the highest selling, uh, highest priced item in their auction that night. So, and his popularity in the 16 fan bases that he's played for, <laughs> it, it cannot be overlooked. Very popular player. Very popular, right? Back to his world junior days in 03. And, gold pads and the just, yellow pads, whatever you just, want to call Yeah. It. First overall pick and cup winner, yada, yada. Like just, he is, he's, yeah. he's legendary, right? And, and, and just, it's so, it's so bizarre to me that you would. You would look to censor. <laughs> Supporting the Native American community. Yeah. And this is it. You go, <laughs> and you go, Supporting is what, what, this is my favorite part of the, this is not my line. Someone else on Twitter had pointed this out. What if he didn't do this on Native American Heritage Night for the Minnesota Wild? What if it was just a random Wednesday and he goes, this is my new mask. There's yeah. nothing offensive about the mask. No. Just, just goes, this is what I'm. They don't say a word. They just let him wear it. Sure, go ahead. But no, it's because it's on this night. You know, oh, I see you're trying to... Su- nope, nope. Can't. What an idiotic league, man. Like, I just... And, and it, it sucks because I'm... I was brought into hockey more than by anything else, by goalies. I loved the masks. I loved the equipment, right? Like, I, I would just sit there and and look at, you know, what's Ed Belfort got on his mask this year or, you know, each year in the mid-90s, there was a crop of... Like, that was that first generation of... Yeah. of painted masks Mask. and what I loved that stuff. I loved goalies, uh, for Christmas every year. It was like road hockey goalie gear and, and different things. Like I loved that stuff. And so to see that that's now the area being clamped just in a personal note, it just sucks. Like I love well, the guys express the, themselves it's the only, through that. It's the only way it's the only spot in the NHL where people are able to show any sort of personal yeah, expression. Players can't paint their helmets or Your federal whatever. white skates. <laughs> yes. Right, the like door fitter. Remember that kid in the yeah, World Juniors yes. one ninety nine. Yes, good for you, buddy. Michael Jordan, I think his name was. And so, <laughs> it is the one spot that allows for and, and some personality. So I was never, I was never a goalie fan. Right. My older brother was. Yeah. He loved Tony O. Sure. Jeff was a big Tony Esposito guy, but I had a calendar. Right. When I'm seven, eight years old, of goalie masks. And it's the Cheever's mask with the with the scars on it. Yeah. Like every time he took a puck, there would yeah, be a, I love new, that. a new set of stitches on the mask. They paint the stitch on, yeah. And I remember having that taped up on my wall in my bedroom as a seven or eight year old. And you're like, that's wild, right? It's so cool looking. Yeah. I think it was the early mid nineties. You may may or may not remember this. I was still young enough to McDonald's did the collectible goalie masks. I think it was with Happy Meals, maybe. And there was six of them or whatever. And it was, it was Wah and Belfour and, and Potvin because 
Why would the Toronto sea, and the blue and red? His Colorado, his first Colorado Avalanche mask were had like, the A. Or the, the well, it was the, the logo. there was an avalanche rushing down, and like the the cage was supposed to be like a cave that the snow was going to pile over. I okay. remember even wearing that one for a little while. It was what amazing. Was the David Abisher one with the <laughs> with the it was like blocks of uh, we've we've reached the first. David Abisher mentioned ever on this podcast. <laughs> That's what we do, man. We yeah. reach deep, man. We reach deep. We should was be like, playing Puck Doku, man. You'd be good. <laughs> which was like blocks of, of anyways. Yeah, yeah, man. There's some cool stuff out there. 100%. And that was big for me. So at the time, and, and it's just, so it's just a bummer now to see that they're clamping down on that too. But if that's where you're going to show personality, then yeah, that's what they're going to have to. And stupid goalies will all be just wearing the plain white mask. Hey, I just got traded here style, right? That we've all seen before. No, because the best part about that is I'm playing for Ottawa, but I'm still wearing Winnipeg stuff. Like <laughs> yeah. that's awesome, right? I got the red, Looking white, and black here. Yeah. yeah. And I go, oh, okay, but I've got the blue, white, red, white, and blue of the Jets. Yeah. That's awesome. I like that. Come on. So we'll talk about the Sens here in just a second, but first, I need a beer. Beer. Hmm. We didn't have a message when we left. Oh, very odd. Hello, mother. Hello, father. Here I am at Camp Granada. Marge, is Lisa at Camp Granada? All right, before we delve into... uh I was going to say what's new. There's been, what, three Ottawa Senators games in the last... 16 days or something like that. And one more in the next seven. Before there's like nine in a row. <laughs> they, Before they, they play playing. 15 and 16 nights. I, I think, think. I, did I see they play 18 games during December? I think 15. And that's with the Christmas that's with break. with the Christmas break. Poof. Yeah, it's, it's like 15 games in 25 nights, something like that. Eight crazy nights. We'll get into it in a second. You have got the, uh, you've provided the second round of beers here. Yeah, well, and it's fairly pedestrian now that uh, you brought you brought out the big boy. <laughs> um, yeah, this is this is with you in mind. I was um, I actually stopped in to um, pick up my calendar last week oh. from from Andy. Yeah, over at the Nita Beer Company. Yeah, so this is not a Nita Beer. Okay, but I was looking for the ginger of Sussex. Mm. So, and I actually didn't go in. I sent the better half in, and I'm like, hey, if they, if they have ginger of Sussex on can, in a can, can you grab it? And of course, she she wisely came back. She's like, oh, "I didn't have it, so I didn't get anything." All right. So shout out to Andy, can that stuff all year round. By the you? time you're here again, we will be into the calendar. Yep, yeah. I, I will have it. Um, so I was out at the Home Depot in Canada, and I swung by Evergreen. Nice. So this is called the Armchair Amber. Oh, knowing Matt loves, I do. Loves an amber, and so uh, I actually was uh, was sitting down having a pint with the uh, the brewmaster Clyde over there. Nice. And so we were talking about. I'm like, well, what's the deal? Like, give me the give me the give me the Coles Notes version on an amber, mm-hmm. right? Like, what's the deal, really? What makes an amber an amber as opposed to? Did you hit him with what's the dilio? I did not. Oh. I did not. Probably could call. <laughs> but I have Just been known, I have been known to drop that down. <laughs> um, but no, so I'm like, what's the difference between a brown and an amber? And like, like where does the where does the dividing line roll out here? Mm. And he's saying, yeah, for for the most part, an amber is a pale ale with extra sort of um, crystallized or caramelized malts. Okay. Later in the session to make it, to make that darker color. Right. 
That's all it is. That makes well, sense because ambers, as we've said multiple times with pale ales, can have a wide swath of of flavor, right? Like it, you never quite know on a pale ale what you're going to get. And so if an amber is somewhat similar, ambers also have a broad, how caramely is this one going to be? How much extra, you know right. what I'm saying? Like Yeah, yeah. Into, yeah no, yeah. no, for sure. For okay. sure. There's a wide array of possibilities in an amber. So this this says, this is an armchair amber, which has notes of toffee and- oh, I like that. And, and so it really comes down to- um. If you're going to use that, because a pale ale, as opposed to an India pale, right? Yeah. It's usually the ABVs are going to be the separation there, right? Right. Your India pales are going to have the higher alcohol and your pale ales, whether it's your American pale, any of those sorts of things are of a, of a more moderate sort of okay. ABV. And so with the amber, yeah, you get that color and a bit of that, that malty flavor from the malts added later. So I, I love that, right? Yeah. I, I love to get into the nitty gritty. Sure. Despite the fact that I really, you know, I have I have a baseline of of, of information in terms of beers. Yeah. But well, I love- said it a hundred times, right? Enthusiasts more than experts. For sure, man. Yeah. For sure. And I said, to the, I said to him, and his name's not Clyde, just for the record. <laughs> I can't remember what his name was. Okay. But um, I'm like, is it, is it, is it, is it simple to say that sort of in the top fermenting beers, you know, in the bottom fermenting, you have sort of a lager as a base and a pale ale as a base. And you sort of work off when the hops get added, when the, when the malts get added, what, what happens to those? And he's sort of gave me the, yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> like for instance, the other beer I was going to bring was a Pilsner, was, okay. was an extra hopped Pilsner. Okay. And so he was saying- yeah, the pilly, which is what they call it. Yeah. They have they have a at Evergreen, is is simply a, a pilsner is a hoppier version of a lager, in essence. Right. Right. And so it just sort of it it punches up that very pedestrian lager. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas the amber, again, working off of the base model pale ale, introduction of a little extra hops. Anyways, I love that kind of stuff, and, and that is. Beer nerdling, I totally get it, <laughs> but I like it. This comes in at 5%, so much milder. Yeah, we can coast home on this Exactly, a bit. but yeah. it, but it is, and that's a very. That was. Yours was a very confident crack. Yeah. I'm always. You were sort of tearing through it over there. <laughs> I'm just, I'm a little more hesitant. Uh, I should put out uh, one last shout out. You have just a little bit of time left. To check out uh, Women's Sports Trivia Night on Tuesday, November 28th. That is this Tuesday over at Bicycle Craft Brewery. Oh. Uh, I know tickets were selling quite well. And so that Shrides and Vanessa uh, hosting their second uh, ever Women's Sports Trivia Night over That's at uh, Bicycle Craft Brewery. Yep, November 28th. So. Okay. Um, tickets available on the, uh, the bicycle craft brewery website, or, uh, just hit up Shrides on, on Twitter. Don't, don't bother Shrides. It is on her timeline. I'm saying. So, uh, you'll be able to find the links there as well. So, uh, look, we should talk a little sense just because there's some numbers out there. This is John Rodenberg on TSN 1200. J- John Rodenberg. Good old JR. Oh, JR. He was crunching some numbers on the uh, on the senators and and what they're going to have to do here down the stretch. He was crunching numbers all across the board, and just in terms of what the Sens are going to have to do to get back in this, it and it's it ain't happening. 
Well, this is why I wanted to put it to you, and and if you'd let me finish setting the table. Sorry, uh, I, yeah. Did I step on your? Um, the uh, the Sens have many games in hand on most of the teams they're chasing, but it doesn't change what the record is right now. One of the interesting things, and uh, I believe, or the way they're playing. It, yeah, well, there's that as well. Chris Johnston, though, did tweet out at some point last week. It's worth keeping in mind while we're all doing that American Thanksgiving thing that the season started a week later than usual still. So and just calling it American Thanksgiving is somewhat arbitrary in terms of number of games. Yeah, now, but Friedman went with the November 4th kind His of was thing. always the 1st of November, four points out. Okay, it's sorry, less like those two things. Sure. Um, but most people, I know a lot of GMs sort of cite American Thanksgiving as that's when you decide what kind of team you have, whether you have a reasonable chance at, at getting in. So as we sit here right now, the Sens had won, was it three in a row or three four in a, in a row? Three in a row. Okay, coming in to uh, the return home. I don't know if there's anything, any meat on this bone or not, but uh, Toronto, Ottawa, and Minnesota, three of the four teams who went over to Sweden all came home and lost their first game, but Detroit won two in a row. Having gotten Including home. Including so, beating the Bruins. Right. Which is not often done. Apparently yeah. we're going to do that whole thing again. The Bruins being great. Apparently they're good. Apparently. So. Although the Rangers. Any, do you care about that part at all? Is it just coincidence? No. It, to me, it doesn't, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't matter. I, I'm with you. I think it's, it's, it's noteworthy. Like if it stretches out to these teams. Get, Ottawa had been home for five days. Yeah. You they have, say roughly about an hour. Yep. Per day or a day per hour. But you're flying on charter. a charter yep. and you are, yeah, to me, there's so much more. It's not like you're flying economy. But this has happened to Ottawa. But now, and again, I don't want to blow this out of proportion, but yeah, yeah, the okay. last time Ottawa came home, it did not go very well in 2017. That's sort of where the- 15 17 losses. That's not ideal. Yeah. Uh, so they've struggled with this before. Other teams have. We talked about Colorado quietly telling the league our sports science people say this fucked us up pretty good for a month or so. Because they're an extra two hours further over. True, yeah. So it's noteworthy. I don't know if it explains anything yet. We'll see if there's trends to come out of it, but it's noteworthy that this has happened before. But the Sens had won three in a row, two of those being over in Europe. Uh, they come home, they play Friday night. Uh, shout out to our buddy Sens DJ, Alex Marchand, on his 800th game. Pumping out the tunes at the Canadian Tire Center for uh, for Sens fans. Man, that is that is. It's a lot of games. It feels like fifteen seasons. Um, yeah, about that little more. He started right after the 0405 lockout. So, uh, check that episode of Talking Audio out. He was on the show on Friday. Go back in your uh, wherever you're hearing us right now. It'll be there or at talkinaudio.com. That game against the Islanders, not so good. Where the Islanders played for 50 minutes with only four defensemen. Four defensemen. That's also not so good. There were moments where it sort of felt like the Sens were were figuring it out or were the better team. But at the end of the day, it just kind of looked like a lot of the same. We'll get back to some of the numbers that JR uh, was was cracking. What would you think of Friday's game? Yeah. Well, and, and it's funny because I look at the things that ail the Senators. Love a nice ale. And... Uh, A-I-L. Oh, um, like that less. Similar to what ailed the Leafs in yeah. certain cases, right? Where the number of times where, especially in a defensive zone, right, pucks get down to the net. Like the book is out 100% on the Senators. 
get the puck to the net, and A, you don't have defensemen taking away sticks, mm-hmm. and you have a great opportunity to get between the defender and the goalie. Like that to me is 100% an issue here. Right. That you have that Palmieri goal, which was the, that sort of go ahead goal. The puck gets down and you have two Islanders in between the defenders and the goalie. Yeah. How does that happen? <laughs> and and again, when the, the, the Senators started the season, you went, we got Sanderson Zub, we got Shabbat Chikrin, and you're like, those are Pretty four, good. Pretty fucking four good. good defensemen. Yep. In a vacuum. Shabbat, whatever you think. Good defenseman. And having to be put on his offside. These are all reasonable yep. consider. Chickering, good defenseman in a, in a vacuum. Yep. Zub, Sanderson, you. Yep. Four, I love those four guys. Right. And I would have those guys on my sure. team. Then you go, where's the thump? Where is the, where is the, the boxing out? Where is the taking away the stick? Where is the body? Where's the Roman Polak? Whatever, <laughs> whatever it is, right? Is where is the guy? Bogosian. Where is the Mark Mathot or where sure. is the, whatever that is, right? Yep. Bogosian's a good one. I like that, right? It, it's, it's the Shen. Where, what do we have in terms of just somebody who's going to be, this is my Not you, Hamannick. Not you, Hamannick. At some point in your career. Yes. But yes, not, not now, not now, not today. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking at that sixth D spot and going, eh, yeah, that may. JBD. That may even be a bit much. Jacob Barnyard Fokker. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Close enough. Um, and, and it's just, it's, it's an issue when you go now. And so everyone, well, everyone, Senators fans, I think started the season with the idea that we love that. We love that top four, Yep. but we also have a lot of in a perfect scenario, right? In a, in a, if, if things play out perfectly, we're going to, we're going to possess the puck. Mm-hmm. We're going to be moving the puck north. There is no battling for the puck down low because that is not the decor to battle for the puck down low. So Add uh, Brandstrom in? Yeah. Oh. Well, so are you- Money. These guys, that top four that we all, myself included, just as the hater in the room, thought was really good. Yep. You think it's more on them and their style- then I know you've acknowledged DJ's defensive weaknesses. There doesn't appear to be a defensive system with a different coach. And if there is, nobody's adhering nobody to it. Or knows what the hell it is. Exactly. Yeah. If if there's another coach, do you think those guys are capable of being that? Or do you have four guys that you'd all you'd love to have two of them? I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Like you'd have they're all the same type of player and maybe you need a little variety even Zub, with a different Zub coach. is the outlier, right? He is the guy who is the better to wait. Not a physical, physical no. player, but he is the better defensive player yeah. of those four. 100%. It, it doesn't have, it, it is a puck possession mm-hmm. kind of decor, right? It, we, like you said, turning north, these guys can get it into the hands of a good, talented top right. six. We're, we're moving the puck. We're going forward. When you uh, don't have it, when we're scrambling, you can't clear the blues on the blue line. It's 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 horrible. Okay. <laughs> and no, it's not even just not good. It's it's and and some of that belongs to and I know people who love hockey know. Yeah, you need the strong side winger at the half boards, man. There needs to be an outlet yep. there, yep. right? And so many times that puck just sort of skitters up 
to the blue line and the and the pinching offensive team. Yeah, the D's going to get there first. Yeah. Has it. Yeah. And there's no clear. There's no outlet there. And I just, there's, not to mention the slot shots. It's just, this is a team that needs to, man, you got to take away the points more. If, the, if you're going to scramble down low the way you do, you can't give up the points. It's a fucking nightmare, right? When you allow the points to be as open as they are. Right. And you can't muscle out at the, at the, at the blue paint. Eesh, it's trouble, man. So good old JR without the cowboy hat, unlike that other good old JR. He's always yelling that guy. Less so lately. He's getting up there a little bit, but uh, yes. Um, is, is, is JR from wrestling, is he related to Joe Bowen? <laughs> Right. Are, are those two, are those two somewhere related? Bless you boys. Uh, <laughs> as we talk about John Rodenberg. There's a chicken wing in the, in the, oh, in, in the side of the mouth somewhere <laughs> yelling. Rah, 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 rah. Uh, <laughs> I have a feeling Joe Bowen's about to turn down our podcast invitation. <laughs> Am I going to be on that show? <laughs> you are not. <laughs> <laughs> You won't have been for several weeks in preparation as we cleanse the podcast. Palette. Here is the most recent episode, <laughs> Joe. How about that? Yeah. Um, there's a couple things here. Sorry, Matt. We I know, talk about. I know he's the, a favorite of yours. Well, yes. As a Homer radio guy, I'm not yep. someone putting him back and, on. And God bless you. So as we look at the the one set of numbers here, and we'll put these in the uh, on our social media feeds. The first one that stands out to me is the expected goals number that JR had pulled out. And and this is a, essentially advanced analytics looking at all the chances you've had in the season. Yep. You should have scored this many goals. And so when you have a number that is well above your expected goals, you should expect that to come back a bit. You're scoring at a higher pace than you should be. A little regression. Right. And so the same thing is true that you look at a really good, and this is actually the Oilers, who for a despite their dog shit season, dog shit, their expected goals has been reasonably good that are just well underperforming it. And if you let that play out over time, in theory, those will start to go in for you. So that's what expected goals means. Yeah. JR points out that only a couple of teams in the NHL have outscored their expected goals more than the centers. And that being the Bruins, the Jets, the Canucks, and the Red Wings, all teams that have gotten off to killer starts and... The argument or the theory being, as we sort of explained, maybe you don't fully deserve the record you have. You've had some very good luck here moving forward. And the Sens are fifth in that number, but they don't have the wins. Like the Red Wings are sitting higher than I think most of us would have predicted. The Canucks, certainly. The Bruins, I I don't know. (laughs) I've given up trying to understand what's happening. And the Winnipeg Jets. And what's happened is all those teams have used that overinflated expected goals uh, total that they have to bank points that they get to keep in their back pocket as they do regress, right? They get to to hold on to those and Ottawa has not. Now, again, it's worth pointing out the, the games in hand number. So Ottawa's not dead and buried, but they haven't banked the same number of points and wins out of that inflated number that these other teams have. And so when those numbers in Ottawa start to come back to earth, might spell some pretty serious trouble. JR also pointed out the idea that I think the number he used was 40, 
they have 66 games left and it was going to have to be something like 44 and 22 to get to what 41 and 26 there was a couple yeah. he gave us and then the other options. one the other one was uh 38 22 and 6 i know it was the and this team just at this point has not shown the capability of being better than 500 right especially if those expected goals numbers are going to come back to earth a little bit. Well, and even if, let's just say they don't. Yeah. Let's just say they go with a full 82 with the fifth best expected goals. Right. They have, if you look at the expected goals against. Yes. They have allowed, honestly, in 16 games. Well above what they should. 10, 10 games they've allowed five or more goals against. Yeah. And so. Atrocious. We are past American Thanksgiving. As CJ points out correctly, it's we got one more week before that officially kicks in and means what it used to. Ottawa, if they were to go out and win two or three in a row right now, would points-wise jump right back into it. And be, you know, but point percentage-wise, I think they're at dead on 500 right now. Yeah, well, they're 8-8. Eight eight, yeah, and that you, is 500. Yep, and if you look at, they've played 16 games, there are... Three or four teams in this league that have played 22 games. Yeah. Um, well, as we said, Ottawa's going to catch up here in December. Yeah. <laughs> but it does come down to there's nothing about this team. Zero about this team. And I don't care if Pinto's not playing and Shabbat hasn't played. In, yeah, they've had some injuries. And Corpusalo now is, I guess yeah. it doesn't look serious. I think he was practicing on Sunday. And so if you, it, it to me, there is, they've had enough of the talent in terms of up front, you've had your top six essentially healthy. Yeah. Um, both your goalies have gone and they were supposed to be a decent 1A, 1B. Mm-hmm. And this team to me has just looked like, even at its best, they are all the things that I I would I would ridicule and point out against about the Leafs in their sort of <laughs> you know their their early post Matthews selection years right where it was we're going to run a gun we're going to score goals we're going to we're going to put points up yeah you know defense be damned <laughs> right we're going to expose the goalie we're going to do all those things yeah this team in Ottawa shows no under this under this regime under this coaching staff and these players there's there's no defensive detail and so there's nothing about this team that says to me like if you look at at the teams at the bottom of the standings ottawa right. ottawa hasn't played any of them no or, or the vast majority yeah they have played some but man ottawa plays down like minnesota has 6 wins and they were ottawa was life and death <laughs> went to a shootout to beat those guys so it, it it's not like Ottawa's well, we've been we've lost to the to the Knights and we've lost to sure. Colorado and Boston. No, you've and, lost to Detroit and Buffalo and you need those games, right? If and got bum fucked <laughs> in those games by them. And you beat you beat Detroit once, yes. and in that game you were on the spit. Yes. You were taking it from both ends. Well, that was the European game. What was the score? They were up three nothing. They were up four nothing. Four nothing. And let them all the way back in. You end up getting two points, but you give one to Detroit, yeah. who you're going to be fighting down the stretch you're here. You're up if you're four gonna, zip on a team you're yeah, chasing. Yeah, you got to finish that shit. They can't take any points. Yeah. And so that's all I'm saying is, is, is Detroit is overachieving. Yes. And as you said, how come nobody ever progresses to the mean? We always look at regression. Yeah, whether you're up 
or down on the mean, you're going to regress to it. It it's, seems to be regressing to it. We're a very I, negative society. Yeah, so uh, I'm not sure why there isn't any progressing because <laughs> our defensive stats would hope that we would progress. Any progression would be fantastic. I, I want to ask you about DJ again because we pointed out the two windows, right? There was one just before Sweden yeah. uh, where they had a couple days off and then certainly the window after Sweden where you could do something. I... I believe I was pretty steadfast that they wouldn't do anything before Sweden. It would be too hard going over there and adjusting whatever. If they whatever. didn't do anything, two weeks ago we did a show. Yeah. And we were looking at the... I, I sort of thought I could possibly see it after Sweden. They didn't do but, it. But on that show two weeks ago, came off the Saturday loss to... Vancouver it, or Calgary. It, it, no, we beat Calgary. So it escapes me who we lost to on the Saturday night and they got booed off and we were looking at, and honestly, you were checking... Twitter and we were looking at all those things because we expected if it was going to be pre Oh yeah yeah if it was going to be pre Sweden it was going to happen it would on happen the that Sunday afternoon and I'd had somebody put it in my ear keep an eye on it today and and it didn't come to pass so now they've come home from Sweden and didn't do it they're not going to do it this year right well they're certainly not going to do it until the season is completely out of reach yeah in season in season yeah so you know the next month or two or. If it goes really bad, or maybe you climb back into it, but fade in March, yeah. at that point, would you write? Like, I, at this point, it, it just seems like one of the stories we keep hearing is that the players said to Steve Steos and Michael Landlauer, cut the noise. We need less distractions. We need less yep. shit. Well, Steos is the guy for that. It seems like it. And so maybe he's decided, at least for this year, I'm going to ride this coach and these players say they want to play for him. If it doesn't work this year, I don't really care how much the players like him. The reality is the fan base is engaged. Yes. Is engaged. And maybe they, they're angry right now or unsettled. If you can underachieve this year, unfortunately, um, and you bring back a new coach and a new system next year and, and, and it's arrow up and things are better, you know the fans are going to come. Have you given up on this season? It's eight and eight. I, I am, t- I am teetering. Yeah. I, I don't I, think it's quite that. Everybody said, and us included, has to be a good start. Has to be a better start. This wasn't a disaster start, but it was not a good start to it, sit here at eight and eight. And it was set up for them. In ter- yes. Now you've, you've pissed away some home games. It's the schedule's about to get hard. And there's two, there's two constant narratives that if I could just for one second, take a, take a, a brief sidestep and 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 it's not like you and debunk any of these mm. things right love it's, a good debunking it's the An american I, myth it's especially the, yeah <laughs> i remember every single fucking thing i know <laughs> um it's the idea that the the soft schedule and that they started with is teams that were out of the playoffs last year mm-hmm. does not in any way take into consideration your philly your Vancouver, like teams who were out of the playoffs last year, who started out super hot, that you played this year already, that's part of your soft schedule. Sure. That, that, that teams you, that have improved. Yeah, Washington. Look at look at Washington. Look right? at Washington. What the fuck? I have no idea, man. But we <laughs> and they beat them. They beat those guys. Right. The other thing is we can't trade Kubalik because he is the legacy player in the Dorinka trade. <laughs> I don't fuck. I, I keep hearing you can that. now that Dorian's gone. I know, but you keep hearing that, yeah. and you keep hearing that, and the reality is, Kubalik means nothing. What actually? <laughs> what? No, sorry, sorry, Dominic. 
What actually is the legacy of that is you trade Kubelik and Tarasenko is the legacy of that. You have him for that. That is the salary that's, cap space. That's where you spent the money. Exactly. Yeah. And so you you bring Pinto, you bring Pinto back in because you've let Kubelik go. It doesn't matter that he's in the trade. It's what what do you have in house? Right. So let's just stop with that. That we can't trade Kubelik because he's the Dabrinkit return. Ah, whatever. Gone. We have Terrace. Especially Sanko. without Dorian. Like that's Dorian's trade. I don't care about yeah, that now. We of, fired that of guy. Of course. Right? But I am I as a fan yeah. am still here. Yeah. Yeah. And so I am still inexplicably. Yeah. Still wearing that. <laughs> and so you don't like I don't want to hear any more of that, right? He's gone, psh, whatever. Right. We have Tarasenko. Kubelik is gone. Mm-hmm. Cap wise, let's do it. Pinto's in, Kubelik's out, gone. Let's do it. What was your question? I don't even remember at this point. <laughs> I guess I, I'm sort of with you. That at the, I, I look at them and they're down there at the bottom of the standings with only Columbus behind them. And it looks so... Like one of the factors you always talk about is how many teams you're going to have to leapfrog. But when you do reshuffle it, it's 500. Everybody else that you're going to chase in terms of right up to the wild card spot is basically right in that area anyway. Like no one is running away with it. It's just this next hump of the schedule, whether you agree with the early schedule being easy or not, the next step of it, the next month or two of it is definitely not easy. And so I I think there's a chance here that this is where... I wouldn't say it falls apart because I don't think this is going to be one of those things where it goes off a cliff. No. I just think when you didn't come out of this setup as well as you'd hoped, it is in theory still there for you, but it starts to kind of chip away here. Maybe you play 450, 470 hockey instead of five, or even hanging around 500. Like this team, as JR pointed out, needs a a 36, 22 and six run or something. And I there's just, as you pointed out, there's just nothing so far that says they're capable of doing that. No. And so I, I, I guess it depends how you went into this season, whether this is a disappointment already or whether there's a chance to salvage it. Is it, is it good enough to finish 10th in the East three points out again? And no, and no. It, no. that'll be a bummer. That's a disappointment. Yeah. And, and it comes down to the, the same mistakes are being made. The yeah. same yeah. issues that leave fans shaking their head and going, I'm not seeing any improvement in those areas. I'm still seeing this team can score. They got booed off the ice again on Friday. Yeah, well. Not, as, would, not as lustily as previous times, but there were boos in that building. But again, it's, it's the same thing where you look at it and go, okay, you shit the bed <laughs> in a three minute, in a two and a half minute span yeah. where you allowed three goals after... The offside call was made instead of you being up to one in three minutes, you're down four one. Yeah. And you go, like including a record setting six seconds between goals against. <laughs> like I don't even know how you fucking six seconds after People a goal. Love to be a part of history. You allow <laughs> you allow a two on one. I, I it just it's it sort of boggles my mind. You go, where is that offside defenseman? Yeah. What is happening? You here? don't even have time in that situation to blame DJ's defensive system. You lost the face off, the they rushed guy, in and scored. You go, where is that guy? <laughs> Why is he at the red line? You've lost the draw. Yeah. So those sorts of things, and you go, the Islanders are an offensively challenged team. Sure are. And you go, you they put a five spot on you. 
and they and you weren't able to go more than three goals, and they were down two defensemen. And it sounds like you're not willing to give them anything on the the to- the jet lag, the zero, no. zero. Okay, and I'm and you know what? I'm going by what they're saying. Yep, they're saying no excuses, man. We've been home for six nights. We, we came on uh, good. If, it was good sleep. All those things. If two weeks from now, when we sit and do this show again, all four teams or three out of the four European teams are kind of three and five, to, will you give it any credence, or is it still just going to be bullshit? Is it? Yeah, no, I don't think it's ideal. Yeah, but it's not like you're playing. You come home on the Sunday and you're playing on the Tuesday. No, right? You had till Friday. Um. To me, this team has sh- has not shown that they're able to. There's no killer instinct on yeah. on this team, right? You're up four nothing, you win five four, and it's great, right, man? But True. that is the IKEA commercial. Start the car, <laughs> start the car, right? You have that 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 walk off homer by by Stutzla, yeah, and and you go fuck it, and but it's just James Reimer duck and cover. What are you doing? Yeah, it's well, it's, everyone's like, well, I don't know, the thing swung at my head. You know, like, <laughs> I don't know, man. That's so many goalies. Where's Chich Manich? <laughs> yeah. Headbutting that puck over the net. Stay in there, man. That's your only job. Is the, keep, one. Stay, be, stay yeah. between you and the fucking, yeah. the puck in the net. You're wearing that nicely decorated yeah. helmet. Get it. In For the, now. Get it in the way. Yeah, exactly. It'll be beige it, next it season. It is going to be beige. <laughs> Ekru, mother of pearl. Um, no. To me, this team has not shown any ability to play above Right. Yeah. Um, that being said, so I, I think in, in five games, six games, when they make it up to that 22 game mark, mm-hmm. pff, do I expect this team to be 11 and 11? Yeah. It seems totally possible, right? Mm-hmm. That this is, now you're not out of it. Nope. You're not out of it. Like maybe the Oilers are. Right. Like you look in the West. And yet I would still bet on the Oilers to get back in more than well, Ottawa. It's yeah, just the talent I, and the... I, 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 there's no disagreement yeah. to that. Um, at six wins, the Oilers are already nine points out of a playoffs, eight points, yeah. nine points. I'm not saying I would put, I'd bet my house on the Oilers doing it. I just, the West also has a lower... But the discrepancy, you have the Seattle Kraken. Yeah, in the that Ducks th- are hanging around. The Coyotes are hanging yeah, around. Yeah, but the, the like, Kraken are in that second wildcard spot in the West. Yeah, you, eight, can be, you can be better than them down there. At eight and nine. Brutal. So, so am I, am I asking the Oilers to be, so they're eight and nine, eight, nine, seven, eight, nine and five or eight, nine and four, whatever the Kraken are. Yeah. I have no problems believing that the Oilers can be four wins better. Down the stretch. In the second, yep. in, in the. A very long stretch. <laughs> in the 66 games yeah. that are left in the season that they can be four wins better than the Kraken. But. The Ducks, the Yotes, like all these teams. Yeah. See, those are the guys who are regressing. Yep. To the hard, moon, right? <laughs> and Where, it is mean. Whereas we didn't, it, we didn't talk about this, but if you look at right now, the Devils are are five hundred, right? Yeah, In they're going to get going. You got to know with he's your back and Hughes and, and all these things that they are going to improve off of that five hundred mark. Carolina's not been very good. They're going to get team. better. They're yep. a five hundred team as well. They're getting in. And Philly's going to fall they out. They lost the game the other day, allowing eight goals yes. on fourteen shots. That was to Tampa. Like I the believe. first, the first team since that's Tampa was the first team ever to score on more than fifty percent of their. They had a fifty point three percent shooting percentage in that game. Like, oh my god! Well, this is it, right? 
And you, you think these are Jack Campbell numbers? You think it was the old Tortorella when he coached the uh, Lightning, John the Lightning, Graham? And he's like John Graham. He's like, yeah. I, we need more than seven fifty. Yeah. How about we need more than fifty? The twenty five percent rule or whatever. Yeah, like. exactly. And so it, there is as as hard as it is for Ottawa. You look at teams that are on the outside. Yep. That are still saying, you know what, man? Like Carolina and New Jersey in the next. 65 games, man, those, those, or whatever it is, yep. 60 games. Those teams are going to be better. Whereas you look at the position that Edmonton is in, it's a much more enviable position. I still believe if they can get... Yeah, they're, at, for me still, like, I don't want to exaggerate. They're still at best a coin flip. But I, I'd like their ability to get it done based on the weaker West and the talent they have than, than Ottawa, who's going to have to climb over... What just looks like it's going to be a mushy middle in the East all the way through, even though the high end of it appears to be a little higher. In the West. Yeah, Vegas and Colorado. And and I I just think there's going to be right down to everybody taking three points off each other, like uh, shootouts and overtimes and stuff. I I don't think Ottawa's dead. You can go, you could win. You said the next six games you'll evaluate again. If they were to go four and two, suddenly even that minimal – yeah, yeah. But keeps them in it, but they've just not set themselves up like I think a lot of people thought they might in the and first And they game. haven't showed me that they could go four and two. Yeah. Like to me, it's it's in the East, you have no team in a wild card or a playoff spot with less than 10 wins. Right. In the in, Like I said, you have a sub 500, eight and nine. Yeah, in the West. Kraken team in a wild card spot. Yep. Uh, we'll see what happens. We'll check in on it again, no doubt. Next Monday, but uh, in the meantime, I'm pretty sure Kevin Mickey is going to be here on Wednesday morning. Our buddy from Sportsnet. Is there going to be wrestling talk? There is going to be wrestling talk. This is uh, a message I got from him shortly after the CM Punk uh, return. All right, it's time to talk. Is uh, I'm on. He's saying, yeah, yeah. Is he calling a shot? Yeah. He like, hey, he said, your show is the place to do it. So that's what we're going to do. Well, you know what? You're the guy to do it with. (laughs) Cause it ain't me. It ain't me. But Kevin Mickey is a is a is a diverse, well. Oh yeah, knows his stuff. So we'll talk about a lot of things. We'll talk some baseball. We'll talk some Leafs. We'll uh, there'll be plenty to get to with him. Leaver Sage be back here on Thursday. Leafs, Leafs now. That John Klingberg. See, I have a pool this year. I'm in a. I'm in one of those box pools. Yeah, he's drowning. (laughs) Yeah, I got Klingberg in the pool. Oh no, I got Bertuzzi, and I got Domi. Bertuzzi coming around a little, but... Okay, is that your inside info? Because I'm looking to trade. I only got four trades, but Klingberg's got to go. Get, yeah, yeah. Sam, no I'll wa- have Samson no, off, no too. No waivers in your league? <laughs> no. No. So I'm just... Honestly, man, I thought the Leafs would be better. Yeah. Uh, you and Kevin Mickey can talk about that. Yeah. But I thought I the Leafs would be recall. way better. I, uh, I was sort of down on them coming in this year. <laughs> I think there's only three teams in the whole Eastern Conference who have less regulation wins. Uh, than Toronto. Well, Leafs right Just, in that second wildcard spot. Yeah. Kraken in the West. Leafs. Leafs in the East. The least of the East. We'll wrap it up here. Oh, Lee Versage will be back in here. Speaking of the least. <laughs> I'll be back here on... Uh, Shortest <laughs> man on the podcast. <laughs> he'll be in here on uh, on Thursday. And uh, the Pigeon. Graham Creech. Creech. On Friday. I'm feeling that for you, buddy. I'm feeling that. <laughs> Should be... Uh, should be a good week around here. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you're hearing us right now. Follow along on social media, talk and audio, and hope you all have a great week. For Rob, my name's Matt. We'll see ya. See ya!
hell is that? Number one bullshit. Oh, number one bullshit. Why are you so pissy?